Mr. Ham, how what? are you? What? What? Good afternoon. We're doing this thing? We are. <laughs> awesome, awesome. It's great to be behind the mic again. Yay! It is. It's amazing to be sitting here across from you with a naked face. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> maskless. Maskless. We've, uh, we've both... <laughs> been vaccinated yep yep i have my download now so i'm i'm, I'm good to go I'm, i think i've got even like a, i got this little tag that came with the the shot that says microsoft on it yeah i love yeah. it i got that bill gates is amazing <laughs> greatest human being on the face of the planet and uh also uh the 5g works great uh, I, I still have issues with mine i don't I have, know I, I guess where we live in like like the sticks <laughs> I haven't had any issues with my 5G. It's working awesome. <laughs> nah, dude, it is great. It is awesome, awesome, awesome to be able to sit down in front of someone and talk. And I don't want to say not worry, but not worry as much. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're still taking precautions, folks. We've got the There's, six feet distance between yeah. us. Uh, we're not yelling and screaming at each other. Uh, we're uh, talking into the microphones. I've even got a face shield kind of a pop filter thing here in front of me right so right. um because i tend to pop my plosives quite a bit and uh <laughs> he spits in my eyes what he's saying <laughs> yeah and it's uh it's murder when you're trying to edit and it's just like ping 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 up on the volume meter just spiking all the time it's it's uh it's fun yeah yeah so but yeah um so we're back though i mean and it feels good like it, it feels really, really good. Yes. We're we're in a new awesome. location. Mm-hmm. Um, finally moved into the house. Yeah, things look uh, remarkably different sitting at this table. Uh, there's uh, instruments all over the walls. Like we're actually like almost in a studio. Like it's almost studio ish. Just about. Yeah, we've even got some actual sound dampening foam. Yeah. Up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's much better than sitting at a kitchen table with a blanket hanging on the wall. I tell you that it's changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I got in the house. We're moved in here now. Um, I've got a lot of things kind of set up, especially like down here. Um, this is kind of like the man cave area with like the pool table and all that jazz. And then got the the music room. And then we, I thought, I mean, your idea was to let's let's kind of get the podcast stuff set up someplace where it's going to be a little more accessible and um, I guess less um, interference from like family members, because I know, I mean, I got mine and ours has grown a little bit as well. We, we, we take care of, you know, of course our people, but, um, and then we've got Penelope and, and, uh, and my wife, but your family has grown too over the last what two years (laughs) that it's been almost (laughs) since we've done this. Yeah, there's now four people in my house full time. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. But it makes recording hard when your equipment is sitting in the main room of the home. Yeah, in the uh, living room like that, it's yeah. kind of hard to uh I mean the kids are gonna be there regardless. So I mean right. <laughs> right. So it's hard to record and then of course we had COVID and yeah. Nothing against anybody else. I'm not telling anybody else how they should live their life, but I'm a bit of a germaphobe to start with, and it's one of the worst things I could have imagined happening in my lifetime. Yeah, and it sent me into just a kind of reclusive isolationist lifestyle. Uh, I hated being around anyone, not because I feared for myself, but because I work and I'm essential. Uh, 
<laughs> I didn't get to take a break. My my day to day life changed none whatsoever. Right. Due to COVID. Of course, you don't really come in contact with people, people much, except for out in the field. You might run into someone that walks up to like one of the machines. Right. But when I'm it. at work, I'm in very busy places like Walmart, Kroger, Publix, 7-Elevens, yeah. Walgreens. Like, Heavy foot traffic areas. And there's lots of people coming in and out of these places. And unfortunately, some of the areas that I cover, I'm not always in one state. I go from state to state. Uh, right. Typically, there's three states that I'll travel in, Kentucky, Tennessee, and, and occasionally Virginia. And do, you still, do you still go up north, like in Ohio occasionally as well? Not as much anymore. I, they transferred a lot of those machines to another tech, so I don't have to Good go deal. up that way. Good deal. Um, but I do still have to go to Tennessee pretty regularly, and Governor Lee down there apparently doesn't <laughs> care if his citizens live or die. Uh so yeah. he he's like, no, you know what? Tennesseans are tough. We can do this. <laughs> yeah. He, he was going for the whole herd immunity thing, I guess. Uh, so he had, they had no mask mandates. Yeah. Uh, I do think they tried to enforce occupancy limits. They did. After a while in restaurants and, and things. But still, like where I'm at Walmart, people coming in and out constantly, right behind me, right beside me, no mask on. Yep. So my fear was always that I was going to get it while I was it. at work yeah. and bring it home or bring it to somebody else and get them or their family sick. And that's just the last thing I wanted. So I pretty much just shut down everything. I know I, I could have done a lot better job on the social medias, uh, engaging with people on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, keeping them up to date on the podcast and what was happening, but I'm just going to say it. I wasn't in the best place mentally during all this. Like I was just freaked out and yeah, a nervous wreck pretty much every day. Um, I mean, I've, I've people laugh at me. I do not get out of my car without a face mask. Even now don't care. I wear gloves and I don't mean, I mean like, you know, like the, uh, like surgical nitrile gloves. glove or yeah. nitrile gloves or whatever. Yeah, they are. nitrile gloves, uh, vinyl, whatever I can get my hands on because some the supply is still hard right. to come by. Uh, so whatever I can get my hands on that I feel it will protect me. I will say this, um, just talking about the gloves mm-hmm. for just a second. Um, I went to Lowe's back when all this first began, and and they were saying you know get gloves, get masks, and all this kind of stuff. And right. I found some that were. Like it was a black box and it was something like spider gloves or yeah, something. Venom steel. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those things are the bomb. Mm-hmm. They're expensive, but they are the bomb. I would use those even before COVID if I knew what I was getting into was going to be really dirty. Yes. Uh, because they're, they're stout. They're seven mil thick and yeah. they've got two layers. So you can even tear the, the outer out- layer yep. and still be protected. Yeah. Uh, and I that's what initially... When all this kicked off, I had a couple of boxes of those in the car already. Uh, but I do tend to I do tend to look more for mechanics, right? Latex or nitrile gloves because they are heavier. Yeah, because they're thicker. Yeah, and I work with metal, right? So they like uh, work procured us basically food service gloves. Ooh, yeah, the little like not good. Yeah, it's it's like the ones you see people in McDonald's and and Burger King wearing that are like just the like kind of slip on real thin clear. Yes, not and good. Yeah, I mean the first time I try to turn a screw, they're, the screwdriver rips the. I was gonna say they're ripped and they're gone. Yeah, so they don't do a whole lot of good for me. Um, but I don't get. I wear gloves. I wear my mask. 
Um, Socially distanced. I have, I, well, I try to stay, but I mean, like we, we, we've got cones that we set up when we're working. People step over them. People <laughs> climb over my toolboxes to get closer to me. I'll have people come up wearing a mask and then pull the mask down to talk to me. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? You moron. <laughs> the whole point in the thing is to stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Or you talk to somebody and they'll be like, what? I can't hear you. And they'll pull their mask down. Hey, how does a mask over your face affect your ears at all? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Uh, as I'm soon as I get back common in the car, sense, Some common sense just flew out the window with all this. Oh, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I get back in the car, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, when I get home, I bought a high-end UVC sterilizer. Oh, really? Uh, so a phone, wallet, keys... Everything goes in there. Nice. I, no, I've not used one of those. Uh, it's just a little box. Takes about 15 minutes. Uh, the one I got doesn't have a great capacity, so I can only do like one phone at a time. Right. A couple of my cars at a time. Like my wallet. Like, yeah. But every day when I get home, it sterilize. Goes, things to go, to go in Wash there. hands. Wow. Um, I mean, like super, super paranoid. People make fun of me, but... No, I mean, here's the thing. If everyone did that, would we really have an issue? I mean, maybe still, but, and, and it may not do any good. All I know is I haven't had COVID. Yep. To my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I That's mean, the I, weird thing too is right. we, you got to say to my knowledge because. Yeah. I, mean, I could have had it and been completely asymptomatic. Yeah. Uh, but to my knowledge, I haven't had it and I have had my second dose of the vaccine now. Right minimal side effects good deal a, a tiny bit of a sore arm yeah. and some nausea yeah whenever i got my second round the first round nothing at all other than sore arm right. um second second round um i got it early in the morning um i want to say like 8 30 8 45 in the morning that night about midnight i ended up uh, waking up and was like had chills cold um and that lasted all of maybe 15 minutes and then i was good to go like it, nice. I had no other side effects uh, aside from just a few chills. Now, what the wife? Yeah, like if you were to look at the list of side effects, she checked every box. Oof. It was horrendous. It only lasted like fourteen to sixteen hours, but for those fourteen to sixteen hours, she was incapacitated. Oh, that's laying in the bed. That's, it was, it was I bad. hate to hear that. Yeah, but I like to say it was. It, it was. It's over with now. It's done. We're all like you know vaccinated, and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my fiance had COVID. Yeah. And she's had now the vaccine and both so, doses for her were pretty rough. Were they? Well, uh, and I've heard that with someone that had it because you already have the antibodies, right. you're, you're, you're reacting to what they're giving you, which basically yeah. you're, it's like getting the, the second dose twice. Right. So, so she had a pretty rough with both. Uh, I, like I said, minimal, minimal side effects. Yeah. Uh, my arm wasn't even really that sore. My arm was uh, sore for a couple of days and I don't want to say like sore to the point you couldn't move it, but it was like, I mean, it was almost like whenever you'd get like a tetanus shot or something that kind of soreness. I, I, my flu shots that I get every year hurt worse than, than what this hurt me. Hurt that. Uh, very, very mild. The nausea woke me up in the middle of the night a few times the first night after I got my second dose. Yeah. And... When I ate breakfast the next day, I was queasy. Right. Uh, but after that, really, it hasn't been much. Um, honestly. Good. And and 
whether it is or not, I mean, you know, we've got the UK strain, the Brazil strain. People are losing their minds about all these variants, which I saw coming. Yeah. Like I've been following the studies. And that's what viruses do. They they mutate and well, they adapt. Right. And especially these RNA viruses. Yeah. Like COVID. Like they're they're very aggressively tuned to mutate. Yeah. They are about survival. Right. And I saw some studies they were doing in the UK because they sequence this genetically a lot more than they do here. So the UK, almost every patient that went into the hospital that tested positive for COVID had their COVID strain genetically sequenced. Oh, that's, that's Uh, awesome. So they have a lot more genetic data about the virus in Europe than we have here. Uh, And there was a patient, there were a few patients actually, but one specifically that they followed uh, very thoroughly. He was an older gentleman who had can- who had been undergoing cancer treatments and chemo and radiation, <clears throat> and his immune system was pommeled because of that. Right, and he got COVID, and he went in. They tested him. They gave him the standard, uh, you know, low dose antivirals. Sent him right. home. He came back a month later. Said, "I still don't feel good. I still having trouble breathing." They admit him. His COVID's still there, going strong. He's not getting over it. Wow. So they give him uh, an IV treatment for the for the COVID, and they test him. They pull a, a viral sample right. and sequence it. And 95-ish percent, I think, of his viral load was the standard SARS-CoV-2. Right. And then he had several other mutations also, but oh. they were much lower quantity. Right. So because the SARS-CoV-2 standard strain was dominant, it was working, it was you know, it was doing it its was job. Surviving. <laughs> so the rest of them were just kind of dormant in the background, but they were there. Uh so the the IV treatments did nothing, basically, because IV treatments just kind of bolster your body's immune. He didn't right. have an immune system. So they moved to uh plasma transfusions. Okay. So they, they got uh, plasma transfusion from a patient who had successfully fought off SARS-CoV-2, gave it to this gentleman, and his body began to fight off SARS-CoV-2. Awesome. He started showing signs of improvement. And until then downturn. The, until the second wave of and then he downturned. They, come in. Yeah. So when he downturned again, they pulled another viral sample, sequenced it. He now had four, no, uh, yeah, two or three, sorry. He had two or three major swings those 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 background yeah. strains that he had had suddenly became do- dominant yeah right and that there were like two or three of them that were really like 30 40% of the viral load and then the rest of them were like 2 or 3% right uh but those few strains were genetically identical to the strains that they're finding in India in Brazil so okay it, obviously this guy has not come in contact with people from this. Is it just mutating? Yeah. It's the most, it's the most, uh, the way the doctors described it is it's the most logical, successful next evolution. So this makes sense though. I so mean, when realistically, this guy, I mean, once it, it, if, if you have something and it's going to survive, it's going to take the easiest path. Right. And so it's just so happened to in one human in one body, it split off all these mutations, trying to find the best strategy for survival. Yeah. 
Uh, and it just so happened that out in the wild, in these other countries, the exact same mutations have split off and taken hold. So, but this happened, they, they had this guy in the hospital back in like December of last year, November, December of last year, or maybe even earlier than that, that they were seeing all these strains and they had predicted that, you know, this is what's going to happen. This likely will happen. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know that for sure, but they're like, you know, given what we see in one patient, when you take this data and spread it out across a, a population it only makes sense. Right. What what <laughs> what took a few months in this guy because of his in, immunocompromisation. Comp, anyway. He's immunocompromised. Thank you. Because of that, uh, if it allowed it to progress much quicker, but these these mutations will likely happen in the general public slower. And we'll see the same thing. And then lo and behold, that's exactly yeah. You start seeing this India variation, this Brazil variation, the UK variation, yeah. and it's the same ones that they saw in this one patient months ago. Right. So they kind of had a predictor. I was going to say they kind of glimpsed into the future and saw what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, amid all that, we've been so much stuff going on. I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> uh, for me personally. So uh, personal life wise. Uh, as you know, I've got nuptials coming up very yeah, soon. Very, very soon. Like I'm so a couple excited. of weeks now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Like you don't even know. Well, you do. You're married. I so. I, I mean, yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Uh, I, I can honestly say it's not something that I ever set out with the intent in my life. Like I just... I never, I was never against it, but it was never something that I sought after. Right. Uh, but it was one of those things that I was always like, you know, if it happens, okay, it'll happen. Yeah. And I'm really happy. Good. That That's awesome. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, other things, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail about, but, uh, some good fortune has come my way. Good. And has made my life tremendously easier to live day to day. That's awesome. Uh, I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay this bill, that bill. Like it's, that feels good. Doesn't it? It's amazing to (laughs) be able to look at something and not just stress. Like what if, yeah. What if anything happens? How am I going to eat? How am I going to keep the lights on? How am I going to, you know, to have a little bit of cushion or flexibility is nice. Yes, tremendously. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm digging that. And then, you know, I've I've come over here in the past and it was all roughed in with <laughs> studded walls, two by fours, plywood subflooring down. Yeah. Uh, I think you had some windows in place, but not Maybe. all of them. You had the doors hung, I think, but not all of them. Last yeah, time probably. I was here, you had the rafters, you had the roof on. Right. Uh, yeah, we were in the dry at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then now I come in and it's like, holy smokes, this place. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a house then, but this, I mean, I commend you that this is, it looks really nice. Well, thank you. Like thank really you. nice. Like Lots and lots and lots of YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I learned I'm a sure. lot I'm while sure. I was doing this. <laughs> I've, yeah. I mean, even when I just did like one room putting laminate flooring in myself, yeah. like I, I probably watched 20 hours of YouTube just for that. Dude, I'm telling you what, you can learn any, like I could, I, could, I think I, I'm pretty confident that if I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express and watched YouTube, I could do open heart surgery. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> No, I mean, um, yeah, there's been a lot, like you say, that's happened over the last, you know, year and a half to two years. Yeah, um, yeah right. The last time that you were like here, like when we were still doing construction was there was a lot left to do. I don't even think we had insulation up at that point. I think you could see from side to side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah inside the house. So, um, but yeah, we got all of that finished. We moved in back in August. Um, I'll tell you where you were at. I remember exactly. Yeah. They were just starting to lay the brick. Oh wow. That's that's the last time I was here. So that was it's, back in yeah. like that was before we went on our Disney trip even to Florida, right? Cuz you that, went to Disney? Yeah, yeah, we talked about the uh, like I got to watch the SpaceX thing, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. So I remember the SpaceX thing, not the Disney thing. <laughs> yeah, we went to Di- we went there for Disney and the SpaceX oh, thing okay. just kind of happened. Okay. So nice. that was awesome. Um but yeah, so that's we moved in like I said back in August of last year. Um and um so we've been in it now for for just a little over 6 months, 7 months something like that. And um yeah, it's it's been good. I, I will say this: like when all of this the COVID stuff hit, um, working at the school, um, everything shut down. Of course, you know, kids go right. home. Everything went virtual, which is its own podcast in itself. The whole virtual thing, <laughs> right? I was <laughs> going to say because of this, maybe you should have been. Well, you're not. Were you teaching when that happened? Um, I, I was. Because I know you've done a few different things here lately yes, with I the school have. system. So. Yes. Um, I, honestly, I don't recall. Seems like maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I think I was driving a school bus. Because, okay. see, I left to the classroom. Um, I, I, I was teaching third grade science, social studies, and um, had some medical issues. I, I, I took off for those medical issues. Um, when I came back... Um, I was basically like, when I got back in the classroom, I was, I, I still enjoyed it, but it was, I, I had this like, I don't know, it's like a monkey on your back. Like, this is not where you need to be. It was just <laughs> constantly there, you know, you're, and I was, so I decided at the end of that year, or close to the end of that year, that I was going to take a couple of years and just finish the house, get everything settled here, and right. then maybe see if I want to go back into the classroom. So I spoke with my supervisor and um, was like, hey, I, I need to do something different and, um, you know, talk to them about what was available. And realistically, um, the the bus driving, the school bus driving was kind of the way to go. And the reason being was you know, I was able to keep insurance um, through the school, I was able to make still a little bit of money, but it also gave me a f- like free time during the day and in the evenings to come and work on the house. So that's what I did. Went to driving a bus, and I'm still doing that. Um, it's 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 enjoyable. I I mean the kids are great. It's the 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 um, schedule is is really good as well. But nice. we hit this whole COVID thing, and everyone they were like, okay, everybody's going home. 
And we really didn't know as drivers, you know, are we going to get paid? Are we going, what are we, what's going to happen, you know? Right. So luckily our district was, was considered enough to say, okay, you signed a contract with us. We're going to fulfill that contract. Oh, awesome. So um, we did the food delivery for the kids. Um, we did that. I want to say it was three times a week. Um, we would go out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, did food delivery and the kids could come there. You know, the parents would come there, pick up food for the week. So that way we make sure the kids were being fed. And, um, I got a lot of time to work on the house. So we were able to get in it, <laughs> nice. you know, right. finally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so on one hand, the COVID thing was, I mean, of course it was terrible, but it also allowed a, a little more freedom because I really wasn't working with anyone other than, you know, me and me and Ashley was here. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of contractors that came in and did, uh, you know, some, some light work here and there, but I mean, realistically it was just us. So right. yeah. Gave us some time to do that. And, um, of course, you know, we, we've, we've had so, you know, a, a, a girl that stayed with us for years. That's what Ashley does. She's in the, in the caregiving business. And now we have two clients. Okay. Um, in the house with us. So, um, it's, everything's going good. It's awesome. It's really awesome. So yeah, just had, um, our guy, um, do some, um, dozer work yesterday or day before yesterday. Um, so like he finally fin- came in and finished up like in the yard there, got everything leveled out and even scratched a little place over here in the side for a, a swimming pool. So that's going to go in here Ooh, really, nice. really, really, really soon. <laughs> yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I just had a brain fart. Oh no, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it's like, what gone. do we talk about? It's there's so much that's happened. Like, it's almost like, where do you start? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Like, how far back do I go? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, here, you know, with the podcast, I, I mean, like I said, I'm glad that we're back and we're we're behind the mics again, and um. We're going to be outlining and doing some some you know more I guess direct topics and things like that in right. the future. Yeah. So of course this one obviously we're uh, twenty five minutes in. You guys have kind of figured out we're just catching up. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a socialized. You guys are eavesdropping on our conversation of us <laughs> catching up. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, hopefully we're not boring you too much. Most of you are friends and family, so it's probably Absolutely. been a while since you've heard from us as well. <clears throat> Uh, oh, and uh, so, but yeah, we we're we're not giving up on the podcast. We haven't given up on the podcast. It's just been made difficult with all the current circumstances. I know what this is. This is episode one, season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could call it that. Sure. Why not? Uh, but I mean, yeah. So this whole thing has just affected me tremendously. I, I gotta say, like Christmas has always been kind of a big thing with me. Uh, my family's really small. Right. So it's one of the few times that we all get together in one place. And and it's not like there's a bunch of us. I mean, there's only just a few. Correct. Uh, but last Christmas, I refused to be in person with any of my family, even. Yeah. Uh, we uh, forced <laughs> we forced my poor mom to get on uh, a Amazon video device <laughs> you know the a word yeah and one with the screen and she had one at her house and i had one at my house and we video chatted each other 
For Christmas. For Christmas. So like a week before Christmas, I took all her presents for her and Pops. Yeah. Got them all bundled up, Lysol the snot out of them, <laughs> put them in a plastic bag, <laughs> set them out on the front porch. She comes by, has all her gifts in a plastic bag. She sets them on the front porch, takes her bag, and goes home. Well, a week later, we call Please each other Please tell me up. the bags were at least red. You know, like Santa's no, bag. Oh, come I on. Now, <laughs> no. dude. Just just a, <laughs> a black plastic trash bag was all I had. Uh, the, the, I mean, everything was festively wrapped. Right. But, yeah, the, I just didn't want to take any chances again. So... She picked up her presents, gave us our presents about a week beforehand. That yeah. way, even if there was something in there, it would have died before they <laughs> right. were exposed to the the material. They called us up Christmas morning on the video chat. We I set the little video device up in the corner and had it angled so that they could see the whole living room yeah. and us and the kids and them and everybody just went crazy opening presents. That's awesome. And that's how we did Christmas. And I, it we, was, it we was weren't fun. Th- we weren't that disciplined. I'm just going to say we weren't that disciplined. Of course, well, it was small. It was not a whole lot of people. It was you know, my brother and his wife and their little girl came over. And that was that. Yeah. I mean, but again, that was just my level of paranoia. Like my mom has COPD. She has trouble breathing. Yeah. She has ex- conditions that could be severely impacted if she were to get COVID. Right. I didn't want to give her COVID. Yeah. I didn't want to take the chance. I'm outside every day in the public. Hundreds and hundreds of people walk right past me, coughing on me, sneezing on me. Yeah. I just, that's that where that is my level of paranoia is I, I can't risk exposing right. somebody. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would I'd, be awesome to spend the holidays with my with my mom, but yeah. it would not be awesome if I got her sick and something really bad happened. This is true. This <laughs> is true. So that's that's how that's how I did Christmas this year. Uh, it was kind of funny. So one of the big things with with for me and mom is she always makes like a big breakfast. Oh yeah, biscuits, chocolate gravy. Chocolate gravy. You guys in that chocolate gravy. I'm telling Nobody you. else understands it. Um, so if anybody out there like doesn't know what it is, just go and get you some of that heat and serve like chocolate pudding and don't let it like set up. Just eat it straight out while it's still hot. That's chocolate pudding or that's chocolate gravy. I'm just saying it. It's close. I mean, it's it's to make it from scratch. It's flour, milk, sugar and a little bit of vanilla and cocoa. Yeah. And cocoa powder. Yeah. yeah. And heat it. That's pudding. And I, it might be. I don't know. But I, that's all. That's growing up. That's yep. chocolate gravy. I don't know. Hey, that's all right, and, dude. Uh, we had we had red eye gravy. We had sawmill gravy. We had uh, um, like breakfast gravy. Then then there was like all the dinner gravies. Like you'd have like brown gravy and turkey gravy or chicken gravy. And I mean, so I mean, I'm country boy. I I, I know my gravies. Right. <laughs> but we chocolate know. gravy was not one of those that was on our list. <laughs> we had all those gravies too. Uh, red eyes probably my second favorite. Yeah, red eyes. Red eyes some pretty good stuff. <laughs> uh, it's probably my second favorite gravy. But mom makes it every year for Christmas. Yeah. I didn't get to go to mom's house this year. So you made your own? So I made chocolate gravy at my house 
for my little family. I want to say you made it for us one time. Like I, I think did. you came over to the house one morning whenever we were having when we used to live next door to one another, mm-hmm. and you you made chocolate gravy for us. Yeah, and they all looked at me about like you guys looked at me yeah. like I was growing a third head. <laughs> Wait, a third. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, I'm saying just chocolate, chocolate gravy. That's just, and I'm, here's the thing though. You can go to like Kroger and you can buy packets of chocolate gravy now to where you can just make it like on the stovetop with just from the packet. Maybe, but I'm a traditionalist. I want to make it myself from scratch. That's just like breakfast gravy. Like, well, you know, sausage, grease gravy, whatever you want to call it. No, that's some good stuff. That's the breakfast gravy. I want to make it myself. Yeah. You can get it in packets. You can get it pre-made in a can. Yeah, but I don't see that. That that's more like you know uh, wallpaper paste. <laughs> I mean, you can what is it, uh, Jimmy Dean or Tennessee Pride or one know. of them? They sell it in like little bags. You just boil water. No, I do that occasionally. Yeah. Um, I buy the Pioneer brand. Um, if I don't want to actually like full on make it, if mm-hmm. I'm just like okay, we're just gonna do it quick, then yeah, I'll, I keep a couple of packs of that upstairs typically. Yeah, well, I, this stuff is ma- like you boil water mm-hmm. and you it, pour it in and it no, instantly congeals. You don't pour it. It's in a like a plastic bag. It's already made. You just put it in the water to heat it up. Oh <clears> no! Yuck! It, no. Well, I mean, I'm that just sounds saying. like a that sounds like the MRE or something. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It's just using the water to heat. It's already like. Well, that's the, all they do with those two. I mean, that's the little magnesium tablets and and water and it heats it. That's that's an MRE, dude. That's that. Well, I'm just saying that's army gravy. <laughs> well, uh, it might be, but I'm just saying like people eat that and people love it. People love the canned gravy. People love the. Yeah. I want to make it. Let's anyway, say pancakes. we digress here, dude. Well, <laughs> oh, why not? It's our show. We do what we want. It's like pancakes. You can yeah. buy the frozen microwave mix. pancakes. Yeah. You can buy mixed pan. But if I want to make pancakes, I want to make pancakes. So you do them like <clears throat> completely from scratch. When I have the time, I can't. I will, See, I, I never can. And here's the here's the thing that I have an issue with 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 making them from from completely from scratch. I can't get them to rise, and I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I, they always end up like flapjacks, like thin. So I always buy. I, I love pi- the Pioneer brand, so I buy that <clears throat> baking mix, and they've got a, a recipe on the back for. For waffles, pancakes, yeah. biscuits, you know, you make a lot of different things with that. And so. I will say, I will fall back on Bisquick. It's, for that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And I, I do, I prefer to make their ultimate pancakes. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen this. <laughs> I may have to it's, go get a box of Bisquick and read on it. <laughs> it's the standard, but you add some vanilla. Oh yeah, and some sugar. Oh, I've not done the sugar, but I always add vanilla. So the sugar. Gives it like a little crunch when when oh, the sugar because yeah. it's going to caramelize. Yeah, so it just gives the the outer shell like a, just a little bit of a crisp ah. on the outside, uh, and it and it Smart. does make them a little sweeter. Uh, so yeah, and there's something else. I think maybe like a little bit one more egg or something maybe. Yeah, for kind of just to hold them together yeah. a little better and all. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, breakfast tips. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds good. That sounds really good. That was actually what we we're going to have for for dinner this evening, but I went out and splurged. And I'm going to throw this shout out right now on our show. Go for it. Q-Zone. If you've not if you don't know what Q-Zone is in Somerset, Kentucky, it is this gas station/liquor slash store that's over at Oak Hill, like at the corner of Oak Hill and and the bypass. 
it, well, it's not right on the bypass. Oh, WTLO. Yeah, WTLO. Sorry. So, or Patterson Branch or whatever that road is. But anyway, it's right on the corner there. And on Thursdays, they make Indian cuisine. I and did not know that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is like authentic homemade like or like house-made Indian <clears throat> cuisine. I had today um, butter chicken, you know, marmani, nice. um, garlic naan, and samosas. And it was so, so good. They only do it on Thursdays, though. So I'm going to have to check that it, out. You've got to check it out. They, they had lamb korma. They had... <gasps> Um, they had, um, there was another one that was so the cheese. What is the cheese? Paneer. Pan, yeah, it was paneer tikka masala. So oh, it was nice. Like, yeah. Um, but it was, like I said, I, I was. So I, was it like a buffet or? Did no. No, you, you go and you order at their counter there. Oh, nice. And they've got almost like a restaurant in there. It's They, they serve like hamburgers and, and sandwiches and all kinds of stuff. Huh. But pizzas and, but um, the, the lady that works there that I don't know if she's like maybe an owner or something. She makes the Indian food and brings it in on Thursdays. And um, so the guy was like, today I was like. You guys just need to open a restaurant in Somerset. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, no, there's way too much work in that. And I was like, no, dude, we need a restaurant. Just, just go ahead, and I, will, I'll even like try to fund the building for you. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it was would really be nice. Good. The problem is, I don't know if it would survive here. <sighs> we're growing. We're we're getting uh, we we're a little better. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah we lost a, our uh, uh, steak and shake. It's but a cookout we, now. But we ended up with a cookout. Yeah. Yeah. We did get chilies since we spoke. I've gone there once. Um, it wasn't bad. I've, I don't think I'd ever really eaten any chilies before. Eh, their, right. their appet- the appetizer was really good. The dessert was really good. The entree was, eh, it was about like what you would expect from one of those type restaurants. You know, when I say those type, I'm talking like um, Applebee's and TGI Fridays. Right. It's, you know, that casual dining thing. So it was it was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, we are getting a Starbucks again, uh, like a standalone <laughs> Starbucks. It's no uh, like the Verizon store took over that building, but I mean now we've got we're getting one of those again. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think a, an Indian restaurant would be good. Would well, be really they've good. tried it twice. I went once, I think, to the one that was here. There was two. There's been two. Yeah, but I don't think I made it to the second one. I think the first one I went. We went to a time or two, and then it like it went away. So I, yeah. I couldn't well, go back. I, I don't know. The, the, I don't know if it's true or not. The first one that I knew about was the one. Um, was the one down in Burnside? Where, no. The or maybe it was maybe that was the first one. I think that was the first one. And yeah, I never got a, it closed before I ever got a chance to go yeah. down there. We went tw- a couple of times to that one. The second one was uh, where Puerto Vida is. Puerto Vida. It's gone now. Well, okay, where. Puerto Vita was. Puerto Vita was. Oh, he was so awesome, too. That he was such dude, a nice guy. He was yeah. so great. And they had good, good food. Those yeah. black beans that they made were amazing. And the plantains were good. Oh, I still make those here at the house occasionally. I'll just buy a couple at, at Walmart and grab them. Um, thing is, you you can't you cannot cook them from Walmart immediately. You've got to let them set and ripen for like four or five days. Yeah. So, but they are so good. <sighs> but yeah, I had to throw the shout out though to Q Zone because anyone in Somerset that's listening to this, even if you don't yourself don't like Indian cuisine, tell your friends. That way, maybe yeah, they might. Yeah, they might, and they may go over there and be like, "Hey, you guys need to open a restaurant," and maybe they'll get the hint. <laughs> If they want to work that hard. But anyway, dude, I eat so much. So yeah, we're not doing breakfast for supper this evening. <laughs> huh? Well, right on. 
<laughs> I'm still stuffed. So another plug, since we're plugging. Yeah, let's uh, plug. Here's a, a little something for my new sponsor, HelloFresh. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any sponsors. <laughs> we got a gonna... sponsor? I was, dude, I about choked right there. I was like, what? We got a sponsor? Uh, but I did get a gift for a free gift card to HelloFresh. Cool. Uh, and the food. So, I mean, if you don't know what it is, basically they send you all the ingredients and a recipe card. And you cook it yourself at home it's a tv dinner no i'm kidding it's not no, TV it's, they are like i know i know i'm kidding they send you the stuff they send you the the raw ingredients yes uh separate so you know um a couple of nights ago for an example i made a chicken sausage uh i don't know what those kind of noodles are but they look like uh macaronis but yeah. they're spiral like a, they call uh, them like, like cappuccinis or something like that. I yeah, don't, I don't, I can't remember, but it had chicken sausage and those and like uh, tomato sauce, <clears throat> and you made it all yourself. So I got a bag of pasta, a bag of the sausage, uh, some zucchini, yeah, onions, and then even the spices. Other, the only thing they don't send you is butter, oil, and salt and pepper. But anything you, else that you, you need. should have that stuff at home, realistically. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, they even send you like garlic powder. Yeah. Who doesn't that, have garlic powder? That's going to say that's a pretty basic one as well. So. Yeah. So, uh, but everything you need to cook it, you get. I had to slice the zucchini. I had to slice the onions. I had to boil the pasta myself. Like it's just dry pasta. Uh, but the instructions are clear. They're well written. And if you don't mess it up, the food comes out quite tasty that's awesome and it's helping me learn technique yes uh so i've always been afraid to bake chicken because it, it gets dry real quick yeah exactly i'm always afraid that i'm going to dry it out too much and the first like three recipes i got from HelloFresh <laughs> were baked chicken well so like one of them was like this <laughs> they're uh, like we know your fear and we're going to address that <laughs> yeah. right now well so one of them was like uh spaghetti with uh, fresh Roma tomato and balsamic reduction sauce. Uh-huh. Uh, no, not sauce. Butter sauce, garlic herb butter sauce spaghetti okay. with chicken, with cheesy mozzarella chicken and a balsamic tomato reduction on top. Okay. So that wasn't the sauce. That was just like a little garnish. Right. You made everything yourself. The chicken. Yeah. Sear it, throw it on a pan, throw it in the oven, or throw it on a pan, cover it with mozzarella. Yeah. Chug it in the oven, bake it. You do the pasta, you do everything else on the stove, the redu- the balsamic tomato, like it was whole Roma tomatoes, slice them down yourself, balsamic vinegar, everything, you do it all yourself. Pop it out. And and I, like that was the first one I did, I think, and I still got to say, I think that was the best one so far. Like everybody loved it. Nobody was like, ew, that's gross. <clears throat> okay. And so you're so. talking pasta just, just out mm-hmm. of, out of, uh, out of, I, I guess, uh, my own curiosity. I listen to a whole lot of NPR, like yeah. a lot. Right. So that's pretty much the only station I have like set in my radio. <laughs> so the other, uh, uh, this has been probably a week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, they had a segment on there where a their their food critic 
was talking about a new pasta that he designed. Oh, I heard about this. You heard yeah. about it? So um, the pasta, he he was like, okay, this is something that everybody was like, well, you know, you can do a, a new shape of pasta. That's no thing. I mean, you can do a spiral. You can do something, something, whatever. Right. But he's like, no, you have to have, th- there are three things that this pasta has to have. Um, and this is how you, you grade it. The first one is sauceability. Okay. Right. Sauceability is how readily does the sauce adhere to this pasta? How does it hold the, the sauce? Mm-hmm. Second one is forkability. Okay. Which is how easy is it to get the shape on your fork and keep it there? So when you just dive your fork into the bowl or wherever, does it stick to it? Does it stay, stay there? Right. And then tooth sinkability. Okay. How does it feel? How satisfying is it to sink your teeth into it? So the the new form of spaghetti is called cascatelli, right. which means little waterfall. Little waterfall. Have you seen them? Yeah, they yeah. look awesome. Yeah, they do. They They're look like great. little ruffles with like a a, a a ninety degree turn like thing that that comes off of them. That they look amazing, and I want to buy some and try it, but it's twenty bucks a bag plus shipping. Yeah, but now the bag is five pounds. So really I'm looking at more like $4 a pound, which is not totally outrageous for a good pasta. And it comes from um, Sfigoli, which is a really, really good company. Um, And I'm going to eventually buy some and give it a try, but um, that was really an awesome thing. And you talking pasta made me think of that. And because pastas for us, that's, that's kind of a staple around here. We do, I do lots of Alfredo's, different types of Alfredo's and and red sauces and things like that. So yeah. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah. But hello fresh. I got to say it's expensive. It's not ridiculously expensive. But it's about what you would spend in a restaurant, but you're making it at home. The thing is, though, if you're getting a good meal, would you rather be getting it in your home or would you rather be out? Well, yeah. I mean, but so. Not to mention the fact that anything that you would really want to do to alter that, you could add to or take away from as well. So True. And I do. But I mean, it's just it's convenient. They give you everything you need. It's already measured. All the spices, all the seasonings, everything is exactly what you need to make the dish that's awesome and you know a little bit of prep work usually 10 minutes at the top and and you just cook it and it's it's fun it's something the kids can do like they can help nice yeah because everything's pre-measured i don't have to worry about like we're gonna get seven pounds of salt in here (laughs) like i just you know here's the you oh hey okay here sprinkle this in all right yeah you did an awesome job you're helping thank you you know here's this (laughs) You know, and, and the older one, I'm like, okay, here's a knife. Here's a zucchini. Here's how you slice it. Yep, okay. Now don't cut yourself. <laughs> yeah. Hold your finger. Like, yeah. Hold your fingers like this. Yep. And you finish that. I'm going to work on this. And then like, you know, so it's just cool fun Dude, for that's, everybody. That is a self-esteem booster, like crazy too, for them to be able to get hands on like that. And then especially with food, because once you've made it and then you get to enjoy it, you get to consume it and eat it. You it, it, you are part of that creation from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Yeah. That is a great, great, great way to teach and to, uh, yeah, to, to really build confidence with kids. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. And like the other day, for the second time now, I made homemade bread. Nice. Just basic white bread. It's another bread, one of those but, things that I just, like mom makes really, really good yeast rolls, but. I don't do bread as much. I just, 
to me, they, I can't, I don't know. I, do, I think, I think I handle the dough too much. That's why I keep hearing people say, Oh, you, you, you're handling. I'm like, all I did was mix it. <laughs> well, with bread, with the bread I'm making, it's, it's beginner's bread. Okay. So it's not, you can't overwork it. It's, okay. it's, it's resin bread. So all the work you do is after everything's already done. Uh, okay. Pretty, well, you rise it one more time, but I mean, like you, it's, it's hard to you, mess up, right? It's hard. <laughs> as long as you follow the direction, like there's a few things at the beginning where the temperatures have to be within range. Oh yeah. Cause you can't kill the yeast. Yeah. Yeah. And but, stuff. Like and that, so yeah. once the yeast is activated and done its thing, then it's almost impossible to mess it up. Yeah. So, but you can, you can tank it at the beginning. If you get the water too hot, too cold, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeast doesn't like, <laughs> they, they like a very specific climate. Right. <laughs> and once you get all that done, and I think it's really tasty. Cool. Uh, I like making it myself, and I'll slice it off and make toast and bread and sandwiches. And now I'll make like banana breads and things like that, no problem. Ashley makes pumpkin bread, but um, I've been making banana bread here at the house. You know, like just every now and then we'll have bananas that start to you know right. look funky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make wonderful breads. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> but I mean, it takes about six and a half cups of flour. Wow, that's make, that's quite a bit to make two loaves. But I mean, that's pretty much it: salt, yeast, water, uh, a little bit of canola oil. Yeah, and like six and a half cups now of when flour. You say canola oil is that just to keep it lubricated on the outside? Like, I mean, I know that you do that with. So like, it's for the pan for the because I I bake them in loaf pans, right? So they have the you know bread shape. Yep. Uh, and it's to keep them from sticking to the pan. It keeps the dough from sticking to the bowl, right? When it's rising. Yep. Okay. And yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's just it just keeps it's it from not sticking. actually part of the recipe so much as no. far as like an ingredient. It's no, more yeah. of just a yeah, just to keep it from sticking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's about it. Makes sense. And I, I love. I I think it tastes good. Cool. It's not perfect. This last one I baked them a little bit too long, so it has like a a slight burn flavor. <laughs> oh, no, nothing wrong with that. But, but uh, <laughs> it's just the, a little crisp thing, on the outside. Well, so the thing that got me both times and really got me the first time. When you take them out of the oven, yeah, it is hard as a rock. Oh yeah, I mean you could murder somebody with it, <laughs> and it softens. As you put it, it on a cooling rack and let it cool; it gets just as soft and squishy as anything you can buy in a store. How weird! But when it first comes out of that oven, it's a brick. Wow, <laughs> I heard that. It's a dangerous tool. Um. But yeah, that's enough talk about food, and I hate to do oh, wait, this. But. No, no, no. Oh, one last little thing with food. All right. So I did something crazy for okay. Easter. What'd you do? Um, we did a a a, a pork or a, a roast, like a prime rib roast. Okay. Um, I did a ten and a half, almost eleven pound. Good lord! Yeah, dude, it was amazing. So good, nice. and so easy. Dude, they are so easy to do. So the next time I do one, and I'm going to, because they right. turn out so good, I'll holler at you. Because awesome. I think you like prime rib, right? I like meat. <laughs> it came Pretty out just a, this perfect, like, medium to medium rare. Nice. It was so good. So, yes. Yeah. Nice. So I, I didn't get intimidated by it this time. So, anyway. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, I just, I've got some stuff I got to go do. Okay. So uh, we're going to have to cut it here. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed catching up with us. Uh, a few things. Uh, 
We've got some plans for some episodes that are more traditional for what you're used to from us with some thought put into them and a structure and uh, <laughs> not just uh, us BSing. Yeah. For a, specific, an hour. <laughs> a specific topic, analyze the topic, look at it from a few different angles, maybe even try to come up with our own ideas on the topic, whatever that kind of a, that kind of an episode. Uh, yeah. And then we've got another thing that uh, we're going to start doing. You can talk about it. We've got that. We're going to start doing uh, just, so one of our problems in the past has been when we get into these huge think episodes, it takes time to do the research and prep and it prepare. Really does. It really and does. if we're going to have like a good conversation about it. So that's why sometimes in the past it's been a month, month and a half, two months in between episodes is because we're spending our time doing the research that we need to do. Diving to into that, that subject. So yeah. another thought we had is with season two here. I love it. Love is it. Uh, we're going to have some readily made material available to us so that if we need to come out with an episode and we, we're we in the middle of researching something else, these are just some things that we can bring out real quick and give us something to talk about. And if you want to tell the okay. people what we're doing. Okay. So this this book, which is something that, that Mr. Claywell here turned me on to, and I've read through a few of the, the topics in it. Um, it is 100 Experiments for the Armchair Philosopher. That's kind of what the, the description is. The book is called The Pig That Wants to Be Eaten. And realistically, it's just kind of, it, it's it's these ideas or subjects that really doesn't have a clear-cut, concise, this is the way it should be. Um, it gives room for um, discussion and and. Um, uh, kind of a deep dive into certain things. Um, and it allows for a lot of conversation and it can be anything like from morality to um, art, to um, technology, to, I mean, just so many different things. And there's a hundred of them. So what we're planning on doing is maybe um, putting a list together of the, the, the chapters in here and then just randomizing that. Right. If we want to pull one out of the air, we just randomize it on the computer. Whatever pops up on top, that's the subject we talk about. Right. And we'll read through it. We'll open discussion, and um, we'll just see where it goes from there. Yeah. And there's there's so many things that can be said about the one, just the couple that I've read through. It's really, really interesting. I'm looking it, forward to this. <laughs> it gives us something to debate. It's easy to see both sides of these. These are thought experiments designed by some of the greatest philosophers throughout history. The author of the book is Julian Sagini, or I may be saying that wrong. Baggini. Baggini. Yep. Julian okay. Baggini. Um, and what they have done is gone Socrates, Plato, Descartes, you know, the, the big thinkers of all time. And they've taken some of these people's philosophy experiments, reworded them, updated them for modern times, and given you a, a, a brief plot synopsis of the, the book will like lay out, here's the scenario, here's how it unfolds. And then leaves you kind of hanging at the end with questions yeah yeah like, <laughs> how would you ad address this what at, at what point does this become this or you know just 
various ways of looking at the subject. Yeah. What's the right way to resolve the situation or, or not necessarily even the right way. Well, yeah, just but, what is a way? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, some of them, it's more of a moral question. Like what's the more moral way to handle the situation? Some of them, it's more, uh, you know, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. It's like a three card Monty kind of scenario. And yep. it's like, now where's the real deal? Yep. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and you got to read through the whole thing again. And, <laughs> and like, so there's just like a bunch of different little thought experiments. It's something to get your brain going. Uh, it's very and, interesting. Yeah. And hopefully you guys will hear us talk about it. You can chime in as well That's and let us know. Absolutely right. And there's ways that you can reach us. Right. Exactly. There's still, we're still here. You can still contact us. Yeah. You can send us an email. We are two minds podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can reach out to us on Twitter if you so desire. Uh, that's just two minds podcast on Twitter. Yep. And then if you want to hear this episode, any of our past episodes and definitely subscribe to our upcoming episodes, we are on our host site, Podbean, two minds.podbean.com. And we're also on Spotify. Tell us how, tell them how to, to find us on Spotify. So go into your Spotify app, make sure you go over to the podcast section of the Spotify app and you can search for Jeremy Ham, Jason Claywell, or Two Minds Podcast. Make sure you put any of those things in quotations and you should see us there. Uh, you can also shoot us messages on Facebook, as bad as I hate to promote that particular <laughs> social media site. Uh, we're yeah. on facebook.com slash groups plural slash two minds podcast and that's our group page uh you can always feel free to interact with us there yeah uh, and you guys don't have to wait for us to post something you yeah, can post just, on there and we will respond absolutely throw stuff up there we're always always wanting to hear what you guys are thinking and and what the ideas that you have so and we're back and it's not going to be two years before we do another no. episode that's a promise i'm hoping more like you know a couple of weeks at the most <laughs> yeah that's the goal <laughs> yeah for sure awesome awesome dude. well this has been great it has it's been, been awesome catching up i know i can't wait